Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm going to talk about getting back to basics. In my virtual group on Facebook, um, the topic this week and the challenge this week is getting back to basics. Not just because riders that are starting out need the fundamentals or horses that are learning need the foundation, but you will be doing going back to basics your entire barrel racing career as a tune-up for your open horses and your novice horses as well. The reason I feel like it's important is because barrel racing is a very high adrenaline fast forward event so horses can become very emotional, very hot, very forward, very untrained if all we did was compete and not Um, go back during the week and get back to basics. So when I say get back to basics, I mean a lot of things. I mean connecting to their mind emotionally and getting them calm, connecting to their body physically and mentally, getting them soft, light, and responsive. So it really all begins with that connection that you have with them on the ground. As a horse trainer for the last 20 years in Florida, I had a questionnaire that every horse owner had to answer for me when they dropped their horse off. It just kind of helped me with where the horse was solid, where the horse needed work, and maybe where the relationship was with the horse and rider, and that allowed me to know what to focus on. So I'm gonna go over those with you now, because honestly, if you can answer uh, that your horse can do all of these things, Uh, that's a really good thing and for some of these you might say no or some or maybe you're not even sure so based on your answer you'll kind of know where you might want to start working with your horse so the first questions are going to be on the ground and um, then we'll do in the saddle so with the first question will your horse allow you to catch them in the pasture hopefully you'll say yes and um you know some horses if the trailer is hooked up they may run to the back of their pasture because they really do not want to go to the barrel race so a lot of people will stall their horses before they hook up so they don't have to go chase them Um, others might cheat and bribe them with a bucket of treats or grain Um, i don't recommend chasing them after you hook up and i don't recommend um, bribing them with grain or treats so I would definitely, um, in the situation of hooking up, I would probably have have them tied or in the stalls already, so you're not teaching them bad habits. But as far as when you go out to exercise your horse, a good indication if a horse, for me, in training is enjoying what they're learning and I'm not over-pressuring them, is if they'll come to me in the pasture. I want them to be eager to learn and eager for their time with me. So. If I call their name, I'd love for them to just come up to the gate or come on into the to the barn on their own from the pasture rather than me having to go get them. It is a good way to tell if your horse is enjoying their time with you and it can sometimes tell you that maybe you should slow things down and spend more time maybe grazing them or grooming them or just having a nice relaxed ride together whether it be in the trail or the pasture maybe not so hardcore and intense and also take a look at yourself and how you go about approaching your horse. Are you relaxed? Are you breathing? Are you saying 
saying hello to them are you t- you know petting on them and touching them and rubbing on them and using the language that they use a lot of uh, positive energy and body language when it's a pleasant experience rather than going out there with an agenda and and uh, you know very aggressively grabbing them with the halter and lead and dragging them into the barn and you know just not a pleasant experience for anyone so that's one thing to consider. The next thing is, how do they lead? Do they crowd you? Do they pull on you? Do they lag far behind? Hopefully, um, your horse walks respectfully next to you, maybe slightly behind, definitely not a for, a fr- um, ahead of you, can't talk today, ahead of you or uh, crowding you or falling way behind where you have to drag them along. So that's something you can work on as well. Another really important factor is how they get in and out of things. Do they walk in and out of the horse trailer calmly and easily? In and out of a wash rack or or barn stall doors or pasture gates? You know, if they don't, that's something you would want to work on. Not just the day that you want to haul them or bathe them or stall them, but a part of their training every single day. And uh, spend time with that, you know, and find ways to make it a comfortable thing for them. If your horse doesn't like getting in and out of horse trailers, it's very good to just back them in and out over things like tarps or plywood or um, driveways or maybe in and out of stall doors, things like that where they have to think a little bit more and put themselves in a little bit more confined area. The next thing to consider is how does your horse tie? Can they tie without pulling back or pawing or setting back all the time? Um, I personally don't tie horses off hard. I use a clip it or a tie ring and that way if a horse did get scared or or something they couldn't get hurt by um, setting back and hurting their neck or worse falling etc. So I use tie rings everywhere in the horse trailer, on the horse trailer, in the tie cross ties in the barn. I I just am a big fan of tie rings or clippets. They could be adjusted to the next level if you have a horse that would walk off if you didn't. Um, But I I am a big fan of them rather than uh, tying off hard. My uh, principles and theories are that my horse can't get hurt, I can't get hurt, and we're always calmer and more confident when we're finished working together. So with that said, um, getting a horse to be patient about about, about tying just comes from repetition. You can tie them while you clean stalls, tie them while you ride another horse. You know, just tying them once or twice a week is probably not going to give a young horse patience. So giving them a chance to be tied up to your trailer or in your barn or in their stall while you're doing other things is just a really good time for patience. Um, you can make it a pleasant experience. You can give them a hay bag and a bucket of water if they're going to be there a while. You can put them in the shade. You don't have to put them in the sun and make it a, a torture situation. You know, you want to make it a positive experience, but you're just trying to teach them to be patient. And eventually the pawing and the pulling will go away. Um, some horses you may have to teach them to tie and, and learn to give to pressure. So that's another reason why a long rope lunge line and a tie ring will come in handy because you can let them set back about 20 feet and then come back forward and just know that they can get away from that claustrophobic moment until they learn that they're okay. So that's something to work on as well. Uh, Picking up all their feet um, without 
pulling away or kicking at you or slamming them into the ground. Um, being able to move their body over while you're grooming them left or right, shoulder, hip, etc. to make room for you on each side. Um, those are all important things, just good manners on the ground. Um, they should be good with leg, blo- leg boots and saddle pads and cinches. And another thing with cinches is not to just crank up that saddle, but to do it in two or three increments. I'll put the saddle on and just barely touch them with the cinch. And then after I walk them a few feet, I'll tighten it a little bit more. And then I may tighten it once more before I get on. And then I'll have a final tightening after I do some walking and trotting before I lope some circles uh, or compete. So uh, those are things that you may want to desensitize them to. Uh, That's an important part of their life and it'll be a part of every day for them in the future. So making sure they're confident with the gear that you're going to use is important. Also, I like my horse to lower their head on cue and allow me to touch their ears. Um, The reason that's important is because you want to be able to put on their bridle or um, put on their halters without them getting upset and oftentimes um, a short person with a tall horse it's nice to have a head down cue it also teaches a horse to relax when they get their head beneath their withers Um, it can release endorphins of calmness where when they have their head above their withers they can be more in their flight mode instead of their calm mode so that's important too to have them focused and listening to a cue Um, finally I like to also be able to sack them out or desensitize them with whips and slickers and ropes and plastic bags and umbrellas and tarps and anything else that they might come across when on a rainy day or at a rodeo or anything like that and of course most importantly they should be able to lunge both directions at all speeds. I want them to be able to go left and right at a walk, trot, and lope. I want them to stop off my body language and my voice without having to bump on the lunge line if they're on a lunge line or if they're in the round pin on a free lunge. Um, I would also like them to back lightly, come forward lightly to pressure, side pass, yield their front end, yield their back end. All of those things are really important to me on the ground because it will tie into in the saddle. In the saddle, we have many things that that are important as well. For me, I want to know if a horse can give their face left and right, laterally or vertically, breaking in the pole at a stand first, and then I'll want it at a walk, trot, and a lope as well. I want to know if they can extend and collect their gates at a walk, trot, and a lope. I would like them to move off my leg for their shoulder, ribs, and their hip. I would also like them to woe without reins, just off of my body and voice. I want them to be able to roll back, side pass, leg laterals, and back up. Again, all off really light cues, preferably 80% from my body, 18% from my calves or feet, and 2% from my hands. I would like them to be able to pick up their leads off of a cue consistently in circles maybe first, but also in straight lines eventually. You'll need to be able to set them up for those lead departures before you ask for it. A lot like two tracking where you can get their nose, put the shoulder out and the hip in so that you'll know that you have a good chance of getting that lead correctly because you have a horse that allows you to pick up their shoulder 
and put it out of the circle and push your hip in in order to engage the correct lead. I would also like my horse to have really great circles, all different sizes, all different speeds, from large to medium to small, at a walk, trot, and a lope. Spirals is really great for that, as well as single barrel, and all of those will teach a horse balance, collection, extension, fluidity, flexion, all things that are super important to a horse's foundation. I would also want to know if a horse is ever bucked or reared um, under saddle and why. Um, could it have been pain? Could it have been aggravation with the rider? Could it have been fear? I'd like to know these things. Was it a bad experience, overpressured? Because the last thing I want to do is get myself in a bind or set this horse up for failure. My goal anytime I'm working with a horse on the ground or the saddle is to set them up for yes answers, not where they are um, getting their confidence taken away from them, but yet I'm building a calm, confident horse that enjoys working with me. So I want to know as much history as I can get on a horse that comes to me. I also like to know if they've been out on a trail ride, have they been around cattle or dogs, um, four-wheelers, birds, who knows, vultures, anything, turkeys that can come out while you're out riding and startle them and kind of know what they're used to or not used to. So I'll also make sure I have a one rein stop or disengagement cue to get them refocused on me. And that's why desensitizing and teaching them to spook in place is extremely important. I can't control the environment, but I certainly should be able to communicate and control the horse that I'll be riding. Another thing I like to know is if they're spooky and nervous and why and, um, and when, what conditions. I like to know what the current bridle they've been ridden in. Is it a bit, a side pull, and um, for how long? Maybe if they have any special saddles or anything else that, that are important to keeping them happy or what they're used to. I also like to know how much they've been hauled, if they've been just ridden around, exhibitions, have they been entered, um, are they calm, do they have any alley issues, you know, were they unable to focus, um, basically really just get some history on their exposure and um, hauling experience. Finally, and it's also important, I'd like to know if there's ever been a lameness, a medical issue, or any bad experience or unusual habits that I should know about. I also find out what their current diet is and I keep them on that as well. I recommend that for anybody buying a horse, you do that too because the last thing you want to do is take a horse from their home and their normal environment, the herd that they know, and not only change all of that but then change their diet too. So when a horse comes to me, I try to keep their hay and their feet exactly the same so that we don't upset them. Now, if I find it's not working for them, I'll slowly change it over a couple of weeks, but I try not to cause any stress of colic or ulcers or anything like that. I like to know if a horse has been only stalled or only pastured and try to keep that same for them too. So these are just the questions that I would ask my new clients coming in with horses for training. It covered everything from the ground to in the saddle to emotional, mental, and physical things. I feel like all of these things are something you should know about your horse. And hopefully you can answer positives to all of this and not negatives. But if there are areas that are weak or you're not sure or are definite problem areas, I would highly recommend you address them 
And all this is just the basics, getting back to basics. This is before uh, barrel racing or any specific performance or disciplines, but all super important to your horse's foundation, your fundamentals, and always getting back to basics in between barrel races as a tune-up. So I hope this was helpful and thanks for tuning in. And as always, ride with heart.